to cooperate with? Should I spend 80 hours going over my emails, Jake? If it were me, I would. I mean, if you're just asking my opinion, just because it sounds like a pain, but he is the special counsel and he does have the, the long arm of the law. Why do I have to produce every email? I talk to Steve Bannon and Roger Stone eight times a day. Do you know what I mean? Why do I have to go over it? Why do I have to produce? Sometimes, sometimes life and special prosecutors are not fair. So, <laughs> got this guy nobody would ever heard of uh, goes on all the cable news shows in the middle of the afternoon yesterday, perhaps after a couple of drinks or not, who knows, and uh, says wacky things and becomes a household name among people that follow cable news. Which Essentially a, said Mueller can go to hell. Yeah, right. Small number of people. But yeah, it's all day long he said, they can arrest me. I don't care. I think it'd be funny. Ha ha ha. I'm not showing up. And then at the end of the day, he told some reporter, well, I suppose I ought to show up. Guy's so obviously bipolar. Anyway, you know, the uh, what was it, a tweet or somebody said? Um, and he I, was a member of the Trump campaign for a while. And he said yesterday, I think Mueller has something on Trump, which is, you know, not not news. Yeah, I've dealt with the bipolar. They say a lot of stuff. God bless y'all. I know it's a tough thing to deal with, but thinking of one friend in particular who you always had to go over everything when he came down and hmm. say, all right, now these plans and this idea and this opinion, are we still hanging with those or not? Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, somebody tweeted, I think it was, I saw yesterday, I would rather go to jail for contempt than have to assemble and collate a year's worth of every email and every phone conversation with five of my uh, work associates. I didn't Put know. Put me in jail, please. I didn't know that happened. I'm familiar with the idea of you've been subpoenaed and you got to show up and answer questions. Okay. I have to do a whole bunch of paperwork. Can like, you imagine? Like a gazillion hours worth of paperwork? You picked the wrong guy. I need every text that Jack and Joe sent uh, to each other or groups involving each other. For the last two and a half years. And if you don't do it correctly, you go to jail. Oh, great. I don't got it. You're obstructing now justice. Now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. Maybe we can contact the companies that have the email, but yeah, I don't have it. I'm incompetent. Top that. Right. I'm not capable of doing this. Just give me a cell with a view. We're done here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Belgium has a new law. It's been on the books for four years for the first time. Recently, somebody broke the law. You got to wonder about any law that is uh, the legislature passes, signed into law, and is on the books for four years before anybody breaks it. You got to wonder if you really needed that law. Government governs best that governs least. Without that law, this could happen every other year. Yeah, that's right. Maybe it was deterrence, Sean. Yeah. Good point. They have on the books a um, law that prohibits sexism in public places. Okay. And they've had it for four years. All right. And it's not advisable in general to berate a police officer, uh, especially if it's a female police officer over her gender, but especially if you're in Belgium, which has a law on the books and has had for four years prohibiting sexism in public places. One man just became the first person convicted under the new law. The unnamed perp was arrested June of 2016 when during a traffic stop he railed against the female cop who detained him, making remarks that brought her gender into play. Oh, no! It's a, quote, serious violation of the dignity of the person because of her sex. The Washington Post reported on this law back when it was passed. Um, the Belgian law that deems sexism, quote, any gesture, this is a law. This is, again, the law. Keep that in mind. Sexism as a legal matter, any gesture or act that is evidently intended to express contempt for a person because of his gender 
his or her gender, or that regards them as inferior or reduces them to their sexual dimension. Oh, no. Don't re- don't you reduce me to my sexual dimension. You and can do ha- that with me. I'm fine with it. And which has the effect of violating someone's dignity. You know, here's, here's where I must point out. I have actually tried to do this as an exercise because it is true. If you are very angry at a woman, and women, you, you do this 100% as much as guys do. If you are very angry at a woman, you will berate her in terms that refer to her gender. Next, Give me a picture, picture being really angry at a woman and saying, you a-hole, you jerk, you liar, you piece of crap. Somebody ought to punch you in the mouth and never drop a B-bomb, even think a C-bomb. Anything like that, you're always going to go to the B card. Mm, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, listen now. Now Jack explains sexism <laughs> or tries to excuse his own. I can't imagine ever being in a position where I would say that to someone. But um, I'm big on rolling my eyes and walking away. I don't have time. But this other stuff uh, reduces them to their sexual dimension. So that'd just be any comment on the fact that you are a woman or a man, wouldn't it? Any comment that re- that is related to the fact that you are a woman or a man reduces you to your sexual dimension, wouldn't it? It, it is an unenforceable, idiotic, would-be utopian law that requires an amount of... Thought policing. Thought policing and oppression that any decent free people would find repugnant, but not in Europe. The ban apparently covers not only insults hurled in person, but also those in print or other forms of media. How about renting an airplane? Shut up, bitch. While it is common for people to be arrested by the police to insult and threaten to personally blame a policewoman because her sex is special. So that was a $4,000 crime, and he ended up in jail for a month because he didn't pay it. Um, wouldn't you have to do away with all sitcoms in America because every one of them reduces uh, the dad to his sexual dimension because he's an idiot man? Yes, who can't uh, you know function in life without the help of his wife? Maybe when Donald Trump gets hold of the media like he's threatening, he'll end that that sort of abuse. That's wild. That's wild that there's an actual functioning country, functioning yeah. democracy Belgium that has makes, that law in the books. Belgium makes me sad every time you bring it up. I spent several wonderful days in Belgium, but it's uh, it's. Declined to Getting your uh, sex change operation. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, as it turns out, the doctor, he got a, a cold. He couldn't show up, and I decided to remain a dude. And, uh, you know, I've enjoyed it, as it turns out. That's a beautiful country. Absolutely wonderful in a lot of ways. But it's gone the way of uh, European utopianism and had an enormous um, influx of Muslim immigrants who've changed Belgian culture. Um in, in ways that uh, include, I'm sure, some positives and many uh, negatives. Uh, specifically, there are neighbor, neighborhoods of Amsterdam, of not Amsterdam, of uh, Brussels that I found absolutely wonderful that people in Brussels have told me it's too dangerous now. You can't go there anymore. And it's sad. So don't bring up Brussels unless you want to see me cry. Okay. That's all I got so far. It's part of my new... Uh, <laughs> My new musical. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, uh, it's a start. Thank you, Michael. It's, uh, it's a start. Don't reduce any women or men to their sexual dimension in your musical and then have it play in Brussels or you'll end up behind you bars. You are a testicle. You, you are such a testicle. Typical person with testicles. Response. Only someone with ovaries would say something that's stupid, you ovary. Huh? Huh? 
I do have the list of uh, shows most most watched by affluent households and most watched by shows with the most education. Mm. If you'd like to hear that breakdown, if How you about be, poor folk. It's got to be the judge shows. Poor <laughs> folk love the judge shows. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. She gave an, an incredible speech, and then at the after party, she put her Oscar down on the table, and someone snatched it. And after the guy snatched it, he did the smart thing. He immediately made a video of himself and posted it on Facebook. What's up, everybody? Look at I got this. This is mine. Woo! So then he was arrested for grand theft, which is a felony. <laughs> Not only is that dumb, it's dangerous. I would rather steal from Mike Tyson than Frances McDormand. She'll beat your ass. You know, I wondered how they caught that guy so fast. Well, now I know. One of the ways, the before the video was actually posted, the first pictures of this guy were floating around, were captured by Wolfgang Puck's photographer, <laughs> saw this guy pick up the statue and walk away with it and started snapping pics of him and put it out there on, on the social medias. Wow. You would think in that room you could leave your Oscar on the table and nobody's going to take it. Thank God Wolfgang Puck's photographer was, <laughs> you know, at the ready. So on the topic of, we got a bunch of texts. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC on a bunch of different topics. One of the topics being, and I'm not angered by this, uh, the the actors and actresses and directors of the world feeling like they want to give their political speech. You get to, but then I'm not going to watch. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you know. So Fair enough. You have your right to say that. I have my right to not watch. And then the show is going to, as it has, it's now a 26 million, which is just kind of a middling it's just not that big a deal. Anyway, uh, it would be like going to see Noam Chomsky discuss politics and he decides to sing a song. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear how well you can sing. You're a, a, a political theorist. How about every question he answers ends up in a song? After a while, it would just be great. And you know what you'd say? I'm not. I'm leaving. I don't want to be here. I came to hear you talk about politics because that's what you're good at. Right. And you're singing to me, so I'm not interested. Isn't that a perfect analogy? It is. Absolutely. I'm interested in you because you're a great director, actor, actress, singer, whatever. That's why I'm here. If you're not going to do that thing, then I'm not here. No, and don't say to me, I have to listen to your idiot opinion because your opinions aren't even terribly well formed. You and your buddies all share the same opinions, and you congratulate each other for those opinions, so you're beginning to think you know what you, you're talking about. I do, It does suck that they have that uh, pressure, I guess, now, that if you just go up there and tell a charming tale about you know your high school drama class, and you never thought you'd win an Oscar. Right. Everybody's going to be mad at you. You will be looked down upon. Jimmy Kimmel, in his opening, urged everyone to speak from the heart, speak powerfully. And there's this... this... Shut up, Jimmy. You You are famous because you did a show where scantily clad girls jumped up and down on trampolines and were called the Juggy Girls. While drinking beer. While drinking the, beer. One of the great jobs of all time. Please. <laughs> there, There is a weird kind of byproduct of the way that actors get jobs, right? This whole audition process, you need to be picked, selected, you need to be carry favor with decision makers. It really encourages that sort of 
projecting your groupthink out there because you want to be known by the casting directors who are mostly liberal from the things that I've read oh, that, sure. that they that you are signaling to them that you know I'm I on can your side. That. I can believe that that's a, uh, I, I can believe it'd be a bad career move to not jump on hashtag Me Too or Trump's an idiot or whatever. Yeah, just right. wouldn't be good for your career, right? Uh, some other stuff. Um, hey, if they would uh, tell me, Joe, Joe, that's what we're doing, man. We're just trying to get over. Just trying to get hired. We're just trying to get our money up. Then I could respect it. On that whole gender, weird gender law thing they had. You stupid scrotum. You dumb. Hey, you reduced me to my sex. You dumb gender neutral cop. I was not speeding. Yeah, that's a. Uh, hmm. Is that coming to America? I hope not. We got this text. You guys are the best talk show ever. Thank you. Thank you. Really very kind that. of you. Thank you for saying so. You know, maybe I don't want my disc jockeys going on and on about politics. I found that funny. Well, <laughs> don't listen. Um, thank you for finally addressing an issue you brought up just now about sports and the whole skimpy uniform issue. Yeah, I'm telling you. I feel it's a huge part of the problem specifically for, for what you stated. I don't know how much of an effect it has, but what's the upside I'm telling you, look, I'm not uh, I'm not ashamed to admit that I have male heterosexual urges and certainly did as a younger guy. And you have a bunch of beautiful toned bodies running around in practically nothing. Well, they're underwear for volleyball at their sexual peaks. You're going to have enormous sexual energy in the place and you shouldn't pretend otherwise. Uh, I was why do volleyball players play in panties. There is no reason. No. I was molested by an adult male friend of the family when I was a young teenager. I got him to stop by threatening to tell my father. I never told my father because I knew my father would kill him, and I didn't want my father to get in trouble. Just a reason why sometimes kids don't tell their parents. We've wow. gotten a couple of those. Boy, we got a... That, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty interesting. We've gotten, we've gotten more than one of those. I coach a girls uh, volleyball team. I had a girl's dad tell me that her, his daughter couldn't make it to the tournament last weekend because she wouldn't have a ride. I needed her to play and was going to offer her a ride. I chose to tell him that she could miss the tournament because I didn't want to be put in a situation where I was in a car driving a female player. you got to recruit a woman to ride with you. I have two daughters of my own and would never do anything to these players. It's sad to me that I couldn't just give the girl a ride to the game. But yeah, I'm that, is, at, that is the unfortunate fallout from these pervos. I'm looking at this email from Anonymous, um, who's a home health care worker. Uh, for a developmentally disabled adult. And it would take a while to read this whole email. Um, one of the main points of it is, points out, you know, and it's reminiscent of the girl who thought her dad would kill the, the perpetrator. The company, when she came to them and said, listen, there's been sexual abuse here. The people at the company reacted in a way that makes clear that this will be a big deal. This will be a lot of trouble. This will be a lot of paperwork. This will be a lot of work, period. Um, why don't you just shut up? Inexcusable. And, you know, a, a lot of the bureaucratic do-nothings in USA Swimming and gymnastics and, and uh, volleyball and the rest of it, um, that's, a lot of what they, uh, 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 that's a lot of the explanation of their do-nothingness. So they just don't want to be bothered. Because it'd be a hell of a deal. You're telling me one of our uh, top coaches, one of the ambassadors of our sport is a perv? You tell somebody. I'm not telling somebody. You cannot underestimate how a bureaucracy dehumanizes people. Nobody hates meetings and paperwork more than me. But I'm not going to say, you know, those kids, those little girls might be being molested, but 
I'd have to do a lot of paperwork. I just I don't know how you get there, but obviously people do. Michael, this is not dingworthy. This is a specific specific historical reference. Here we go. There's plenty of uh, analysis, plenty of scholarship about uh, the the Holocaust. That a lot of the reason a lot of the people went along with it is how bureaucratic it was. How you had a small part in it, you filled out your paperwork, you were in charge of train repair or train schedules or ordering the cyclone gas or whatever it was. Um, and bureaucracies dehumanize people. They don't see themselves as able to affect an outcome, and so they choose the path of least resistance. And it's just, you know, it's sickening, and you'd hope that people would say, I'm not going to let children get raped to avoid going to a meeting. But that's the nature of bureaucracy. Sickening. I don't like it when my DJs start talking politics. Hashtag out of the sack with Joe and Jack, yeah. <laughs> which was the name of our radio show, the no. last music radio show we did. No, yeah. it wasn't. Which 20 was plus ho- years ago. Yes, yeah. it was. And it was horrible. Well, it was the horrible. The show was all right. We were very bad at it. Yeah. Do you guys have like bumper stickers with that on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, fly yeah. swatters. My kids use a fly swatter that says out of the sack with Joe and Jack every. <laughs> and, you know, we could deny <laughs> that <laughs> that ever swatters. happened. But fly swatters are forever, Sean. That, 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 that's not going to biodegrade <laughs> that plastic. I, I, I still have an uh, out of the sack fly swatter. I got no problem it's with music radio. Fly. I don't I have no problem with music radio. Um, but we were playing soft AC. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Like we were playing the Celine Dion, Kenny G. The, oh. the, what, uh, nah, 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 nah. I mean, we were playing tons of that stuff. I mean, so it was just and 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 we had contempt for our listeners. Yes. Which is not the way to go about it because no. we would we would <laughs> play the music and we'd think. What picture the sort of person that's listening to this song? You get up in the morning and you want to hear something sad and slow. I mean, who does that? From Kenny G. <laughs> and and having having to con- essentially do a talk show between the records, which uh, actually did pretty well, oddly enough. Having but, contempt for your listeners yeah. is not the way to go about it. Not good. <laughs> but I, we took the gig because they offered us some really oh, yeah. good money. Yeah. We'd, uh, You'd station, take the job, too. Yeah. Our station in Charlotte had flipped formats, and we yelled at them, and they yelled at us, uh, then sent us packing. We said, good. And then got offered a fair amount of money to do the uh, out-of-the-sack thing by some really nice people, by the way. Some of the best people we've ever worked with. Oh, in yeah. In terms no of doubt. just decency and professionalism and ethics and the rest. That was some sucky music. Oh, here it is. Oh, my God. Out of the sack with Joe and Jack, and this was uh, requested by Crystal. If you want to listen to this crap, stay in a sack. Some Sleep KG. all day, weeping softly. What's <laughs> the point of getting up? You need therapy or drugs or something if this is what you want to listen to first thing in the morning. Some Viagra and a shot of tequila. My so God, live a little. beautiful. Not only do I not uh, relate to you, listener, I've never met a single human being in my life that would want to listen to this when they got up in the morning. I don't know one person. But you did. Hungover. <laughs> Unless you're hungover. Or chained down. Oh, my God. And your oppressor plays this for you. What? To try to get you to talk or That's something. That's dark... <laughs> what? 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 We play this for four hours every day. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got more details coming out about the possible thaw in North Korea-U.S. relations. And one of the big winners at the Oscars, Arizona's Lake Havasu. <laughs> Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Awesome. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. What kind of poison did Putin use to kill that guy? We uh, do not know that know it yet. was pro- poison. It was an unknown substance, Jack. Is he dead? No. No. He's in critical condition still. 
probably they think the he'll polonium. Come, do they think he'll pull through? I just assumed he was going to die. No, the daughter and he are both in very, very critical condition. Yeah, and that that's all I keep seeing. Yeah. So. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, questions about North Korea could indeed be front and center at President Trump's press conference today. He's going to have one around noon. Yes. Right around noon. It's a joint presser with noon the Noon our time? Yeah. yeah. Too bad. I would, I would, we'd take that live because that's guaranteed to be good. Yeah, it's going to be a joint presser with the Swedish Prime Minister. But, oh, uh, finally. Yeah. Together well, at last. We know how these all turn out. Yeah. The, the Prime Minister or President of whatever country stands over there is the media and Trump go at it. Do you yeah. have any questions for Sweden? <laughs> any at all? Well, the one Swedish... Would you like to hear about their fjords? <laughs> so what's the hot topic right now that the, the press is really going to be going after Trump on? Uh, this weirdo yesterday that showed up on the cable news shows? Well, is that a thing? Yeah, none such. Nunberg, whatever his name is. Nunberg. Uh, well, the North Korea thing, as Marshall yeah. suggests. Yeah. Now, that's not controversial yeah. enough, though. It's got to be about... The Mueller probe. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. Trump subpoenas. and his family and Jared and Ivanka. And... Would, you follow, would you answer a subpoena, sir? What, yeah. does, uh, what does Mueller know about you, uh, Donald? Uh, His master quitting. Former aide says they know something about you. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, that sort yeah. of thing. Our whole The whole country is now a reality show. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. That's one of the appeals of The Bachelor is the whole world's a reality show. Mr. President, this guy was bad-mouthing you in the bathtub, in the uh, hot tub. What do you have to say to that? I mean, that's the nation's media at this point. Yeah, if you haven't heard, North uh, Korean dictator Kim Jong-un says he's willing to negotiate with the U.S. about giving up his country's nuclear weapons if he can be guaranteed the security of his nation. So anyway, the U.S. and the North have some uh, more talks scheduled for <clears> April, <throat> and so we'll see where that goes. But I'm so, sure that'll be brought up. Just uh, metaphorically speaking, your abusive drunk of a husband, after the fourth time you kicked him out, he says, listen, I'm willing to go for counseling. You might go to the counseling, but you wouldn't be super optimistic about it. I think that's a pretty good way to look at old fathead and his, his overtures. I get a try. I get a feeling Trump will repeat what he was saying in his tweets this morning. Well, we'll see. It's positive, but we'll see. Don't right. get your hopes up. Yeah. You know, leave it at that. GOP House Speaker Paul Ryan trying to convince President Trump to modify his approach on imported steel and aluminum. Trump wants to slap tariffs on those imports. Clearly, there is overcapacity dumping and transshipping of steel and aluminum by some countries, particularly China. Um, but I think the smarter way to go is to make it more surgical and more targeted. Now, critics of Trump's plan warned it could prompt a trade war. Trump not backing down. Our country on trade has been ripped off by virtually every country in the world, whether it's friend or enemy. Everybody. Now, Trump's saying he wouldn't spare Canada or Mexico from those tariffs on steel and aluminum imports. In other, uh, Real quick, let me see if yeah. I can come up with this... Um, God, there's too much. Um, there's too much data here. China, for instance, charges all sorts of tariffs on all sorts of American goods, right? And has bizarre and unjustifiable requirements for if you want to do business in uh, in China. This is- so it's being listen. Maybe tariffs are a bad idea. Maybe as the the behemoth economy on Earth, we ought to let the little countries pull their crap. And we just keep business going as smooth as possible is better for everybody. I'm not denying that's true, but it does bother me that the media is acting as if Trump's proposed tariffs on steel and aluminum would be the first tariffs on Earth for the last 25 well, years. This reminds me so much of yeah. the NATO situation. 
Trump uh, doesn't believe in NATO. The NATO countries didn't believe in NATO. They did it first. They're the ones that stopped paying for NATO. If they cared so much about it and thought it was so important, why didn't they pay for it? So Trump pointing out, hey, if you're not into it, I'm not into it either. I don't see that as the opening salvo. Similar to this. The other countries started this trade war. We're just joining into it now. Right. The highest tariffs, uh, the weighted mean applied tariff, of course, the WMAT. Uh, Bahamas, almost 19%. Gabon, almost 17%. What about Gabon? That's my rallying cry. Chad. Hello, Chad. Now, it may be true. and other wackadoo uh, African Republic. It may be true, as you said, that even though these other countries started the trade war, we're just now joining it already in progress. Maybe we're better off just letting them get away with it. That's quite possibly true. Similar to NATO. Maybe we're better off letting everybody screw us. But, uh, yeah, let's present this reasonably for how it started. Here, here. Vaping can potentially expose users to high levels of toxic chemicals. E-cigarettes have been marketed kind as... Kind of a point, right? Yeah, and that, that's why you're vaping, right? You want these toxic chemicals in your in your lungs. Uh, e-cigarettes have been marketed as a safer alternative to regular cigs, and now a study out of the University of California, San Francisco, finds carcinogenic chemicals have been found in the urine and saliva of teens who vape. Okay, but you just, you, meaning University of California, yes. San Francisco, just gave an answer to a question that wasn't asked. The question was, is it safer than smoking cigarettes? The answer is, we found carcinogens in the urine. You didn't answer my question. Is it 5% safer? Is it no safer? Is it more dangerous? Is it 75% safer? Answer the question you've purported to ask. And sugar pops have been marketed as a part of your complete breakfast since I was a child. Like, let's, <laughs> let's not hold marketing as some sort of... This is, they're trying to get you to buy things. That is not the, the Surgeon General or, or whatever. Right. Drinking this beer will get you laid by models. Turns out that's not true. It's not. Uh-huh. And Lake Havasu is seeing some new interest after the Oscars. You'll recall host Jimmy Kimmel. If you watched him, you'll recall host Jimmy Kimmel tried keeping the Oscar acceptance speeches short by offering a jet ski and a trip to the lake for the shortest-running speech on Sunday. And since then, the Lake Havasu Visitors Bureau has seen a huge jump in calls, and the Bureau is thrilled, thrilled in your interest. Keep the calls coming in. A 4,000% increase to seven calls. <laughs> uh, incorrect, sir. Uh, Lake Havasu, yeah. your world capital for Arizona State and Arizona girls oh, in bikinis yes. enjoying spring break. There I stand corrected. Teat. That's wrapped at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, The Conscious of the Nation. Yep, got nice a bald job, eagle tied up over there in the studio yeah. to symbolize freedom. And I managed to tamp him down a little bit. He was getting a little loud and out of control. Oh, he's so. starting to hate being tied up in here. He wants to fly yeah, see, around. See, that's troubling. I'm not enjoying that line of humor. Animal cruelty is not funny. Now throw him another mouse eyeball, because that's what he eats. That's the natural <laughs> diet. <laughs> well, when we run out of donuts. When we run out of donuts, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I had something good. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. I almost I almost hate to talk about it because it makes me so unhappy about human beings. Oh, boy. So many companies doing away with their lifetime guarantees that they've had forever because they're abused by the, the worst percentage of all humans. Are these guarantees that have existed for many decades yeah, and are only case, now being abused? Yeah, in some cases, like a century. Companies that have had lifetime guarantees can't do it anymore because you scumbags. Who take advantage of them? We'll have you those stories coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Today, Pizza Hut introduced a pair of athletic shoes that have a button that orders pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, when they heard about it, fans of Pizza Hut said, what are athletic shoes? Lazy pizza eaters. Yeah, that's what the point of that joke is. Mm, mm, what? I'm unsure how the technology on that works, but if it's a thing where I'm just like out and about and I can press a button and they, they I guess there's a GPS thing on the shoes and they just deliver it right to the shoes. Hey, maybe that's a thing. I like the Pizza Hut. It's a good pie. I like it, but my wife doesn't. But she's only had the Target version. That's what I was mm. going to say. And, yeah. and and that's why I've always I've always thought that people who put a lesser version of their product in a store somewhere, are really doing themselves a disservice. Just seems like a bad idea. Well, I would agree completely. If all of you have ever had is the Target version of Pizza Hut, you don't know what Pizza Hut pizza's like. Um, I hate people, people in general, human beings. Not all of them, but a, a certain percentage of human beings are just are just awful. It's my least favorite species, as I've made clear. Yeah. <clears throat> and so a number... Except for coupling. I'd like to make that caveat. If I am going to have... Coitus, it's going to be with a homo sapien. Almost always? Or always? Virtually always. <laughs> so, um, uh, it's made the news recently. A couple of companies have had to do away with their, their lifetime guarantee or, or, or no hassle return policies. Or a... And it was great. And it was great. A lot of companies have been able to do this forever because uh, people were most, their customers were mostly decent. And for instance, L.L. Bean, who makes a... Uh, uh, Outdoor wear. That actually stands for Ladies Love Cool Bean. Oh, no, no, that's LL Cool J. Sorry. Mo- most popular are their, their duck rain boots that you see all over your fashionable streets whenever it uh, rains a drop. Uh, the LL Bean shoes. And they've had a policy for a 100 years that the lifetime of owning that boot, you could return it and they'd replace it if, if, if it wore out, if something wow. went wrong. And they've had that policy for a 100 years and it was fine. But for whatever reason, I don't know if people are getting worse or... It's mostly they think because of uh, people's ability to spread the word on the internet now is the difference. Yeah, yeah. Jackasses and bad people now can band together and become emboldened on the internet and give each other tips on being jackasses. The only people that knew you could get a lifetime guarantee on these boots were the sort of people that were going to pay $200 for some boutique, you know, rain boots. And that crowd generally is not going to try to rip off the company. But word got around on the internet that they'll replace these if they're defective, so people started going to yard sales or whatever, finding these completely worn out, and then getting a brand new pair for them. Mm. And it happened so much that L.L. Bean had to do away with their policy. They're actually being sued, and it's up to a court now to decide whether they can do away with their policy for all these people that bought their boots. I uh, do resent your characterizing them as boutique boots. As L.L. Bean was built to service lobster fishermen. And then uh, Maple Jacks, getting the, 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 the sap from the trees in New England. Well, maybe they're still wearing them, but I see them on the streets with hipsters a, a lot. Uh, you, your beard and your flannel shirt and your toast and your latte and your L.L. Bean boots. Boy, because of rain guy, two drops. I saw a guy with a beard yesterday. I just had to stare. Sorry, dude. I know it's weird, but uh, God dang, that's a beard. Seriously, you could hide. You could smuggle immigrants in that beard. 
REI, which has been around for a very long time, they had to get rid of their open-ended return policy because people were abusing it. And um, I was thinking, I, I'm thinking this is one of the areas where you can influence your children. Having, Absolutely. Having children has made me realize a lot of what your kid is going to be or is is just baked in. Because <laughs> my kids are growing up with the same parents in the same household and some of the ways that they uh, act are just completely different. Mm-hmm. One of them's very neat. One of them's very sloppy. One of them remembers his library books, and knows exactly what day it is and what day they need to be back. The other one just can't find them or knows the day or whatever. You know, just just that sort of thing. Yeah, and they're just they're just made that way. But I believe the would you rip off a company because you could return this and lie to them to get something free is something you're taught. I don't believe you're born with that. Sure. I think Ethics. the reason I'm that way is my parents told me that that makes you a bad person. You shouldn't mm-hmm. do that. And here's here's why you shouldn't do it. And I don't do it. And I'm hoping to God that my kids won't do it because I just can't even imagine being that sort of person. Leaving psychopaths out of it. Yeah, it's absolutely I just taught. can't even imagine doing that. Not understanding. Well, this is a selfish act on my part. I will gain. But it's really it's hurting many, many, many other people who have a legitimate you know, need, grievance, etc. You either have that regard for the rest of humanity or you don't. That's just plain stealing, for one thing. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I've, I've no, I know a few people currently that would do this sort of thing, and they've, they feel like you're dumb if you're not taking advantage of an opportunity. They're smarter by doing that. I remember, I was thinking about this the other day when somebody hit me up for money at the gas station. We took phone calls uh, on this years ago. One of the few times I really enjoyed taking phone calls. Is this back when you were giving away fly swatters? No, it was after that. It was on the was on this talk radio. Because I was wondering about the sort of person who says, hey, man, I'm out of gas. And, uh, you know, I'm out of gas. I got my kids with me. He's got a high fever. I got to get him home. 20 bucks. Right. And uh, And I thought... You know, you ruin it if you're if you're ripping people off. You're ruining it for for the person like me or anybody else who could actually end up in that situation sometime, right? And the milk of kindness has curdled because you know all you scumbags. And why do you do it? And we got calls from people who explained, "You're just dumb. If you if you're if you're dumb enough to give me the money, I'm gonna take it from you." People who justified that in their own mind mm. as just it's just you know the smartest survive. Yeah. And here I'm being smart, and you're being stupid by giving me money. Some people have that view of the world. Yeah, those people are contemptible, but the fact that you squirted them with gasoline and threatened them with a match, I think, is still out of line. They won't forget it. Well, no. No, they won't. You know, that was my goal. I got, uh, I got a U-turn. I leave the station every day. I make a U-turn and head on home. And uh, at the U-turn, there are always beggars. Always beggars. That was where I witnessed the one Chinese beggar yelling at the uh, methy-looking couple beggars for who would get supremacy on that median strip. But anyway... um. I would say 75% of the time when some jackass rolls down their window and gives the beggar some money, almost always, by the way, just as the light turns green, I'd say 75% of the time it is a youngish millennial who's uh, signaling their virtue or something or is a sap and not wise to the ways of the world or whatever. And um, Those are two completely different things. He's trying to be nice. I get it. I understand that yeah. impulse. Yeah, you but. just don't know. I mean, because even law enforcement people we've had on, left-leaning people, Gavin Newsom says don't give those people money. Right. So, right. you know, it's just a bad idea. But uh, I haven't told this story in a while. So uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, about 20-some years ago, mm. um, guy walks up to me at a gas station and says, I am out of gas. 
I got to get home. Tomorrow's Monday. I got to work. You give me $20 and your address, and I'll send you the $20 back. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do a little experiment. I'm going to give you this $20, and I'm going to give you my address. And if I don't get my $20 back, I just want you to know this. I'm never giving anybody any money again the rest of my life. So it's on you. And, of course, I never got any money back. Naturally. <laughs> I just thought, you know, I don't know. I was in a mood. There you go. I just thought you I'd try it. You decided to check the box. Yeah. I just thought I'd try it. Yeah. And I thought, I just, TV stolen? I just thought it'd be interesting to see if, I, I, you know, I wonder if he ever thinks about it or or if it made any impact on him whatsoever. He, he probably tells the story to his friends and laughs. Could be. See, I just, I can't get in that head. I just can't even imagine it. I can't even imagine doing that. But I, I have the, I'm not going to steal bone or something, gene or, or I was taught that. Well, or you lack imagination. <laughs> but so LL, Don't try to write a screenplay. All the characters will be you. L.L. Bean could do this for 104 years, 105 years, but they can't do it anymore. The duck boots, right? Is that what they yeah. call those? Yeah. Yeah, those are some rugged boots. Scumbags Made for are, Some scumbags are going to steal from them and rip them off. Nice. Nice job. Teach your kids not to do that. They ought to have thugs for the company show up in brand new pairs of those boots and give them a little stomp. Hmm? Yeah. Too dark? Sorry, too dark? I don't think it's too dark. I'm all for it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.